and and hopefully hopefully my internet connection will hold um it just went out it just dropped <laughs> one minute before the hour um and then came back so yeah so it may be in and out we'll see we'll see what happens okay uh nice to see you all and uh i'm happy to again after some weeks again have our saturday sangha this time from Mayapur. Oma jnana timarandasya jnananjana shalakaya chakshurun militam yena tasmai shri gurave namaha shri chaitanya manobhishtam stapitam yena bhutale svayam rupakaramahyam dadati svapadantikam vandeham shri guru Shri Yutta Parakamalam, Shri Gurun Vaishnavangscha, Shri Rupam Sagrajatam, Sahagana Raghunatham Vitam Tang Sajivam, Sadvaitam Savadutam, Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam, Shri Radha Krishna Padan, Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhanditangscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Shimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Vancha Kalpa Trubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanibhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha Hey Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostate Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasadi Gona Bhaktarinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Today is, what today? Today is Saturday, December 10th, 2022. This year is 
coming steadily to its end. And as I said, I'm speaking from Shida Mayapur. Technically, according to um, and according to old maps, we are told, I am presently in Godrumadvip. Even though, uh, even though presently I'm on the west bank of the Chalangi River, north of Mayapur, uh, Antardvi Mayapur, uh, north along the pretty much along the bank of the Jalangi River. So apparently the Jalangi changed course uh, in earlier times <coughs> as the rivers do here. Uh, as I speak, uh, there's quite some uh, action going on just outside my window as preparations are made for tomorrow's ceremony. Um, well, we announced it as Griha Pravesha, but we probably should have announced it as Kutir Pravesha. It's a ritual of um, entering the house, entering the Kutir, because this is a new house. So one has to do all the proper, all the proper worship and several different pujas. We have an experienced uh, priest with us, a local Bengali devotee and his wife, a very, very nice young couple who were just married uh, about three weeks ago, apparently. <laughs> Mm. And our neighbor is helping us. And yeah, we're anticipating up to 100 devotees here tomorrow morning. It's all going to happen in the early morning. And it will culminate in a breakfast for, uh, yeah, possibly 100 <laughs> devotees. <clears throat> We'll see what happens. We invited, yeah, we invited many devotees, including <laughs> we're we're all speculating whether Jaipataka Swami will come. We invited him, and sometimes he comes to such things. Uh, yeah, we'll see. All right, so shall we sing a song as we traditionally do? We had started uh, with the song, with the refrain. What was it? Govinda Damodar Madhavin Madhave. What is it? Madhavendra Madhavesha. Madhaviti Madhaviti. Um, but we didn't finish, but it feels like it's time to move on. That was during the month of Damodar. 
Um, gosh, have we not had a Sangha since then? In any case, okay. So, but uh, today we have a song which many of you, if not all of you, will be more or less familiar with. Uh, we're continuing with <clears throat> Upalabdi Vigyapti. Oh, uh, from Kalyana Kalpaturu. And this is Upalabdi Vigyapti, song number one. Gopinat, Gopinat, Mamani Vedana Shuno, Vishayi Durjana Shada Kamarata, Kichunahi Moraguna. O Gopinath, Lord of the Gopis, please hear my request. I am a wicked materialist, always addicted to worldly desires and no good qualities do I possess. So Shuno, uh, you'll hear this, <laughs> you'll hear this commonly here in Bengal. Shuno, Shuno, listen, listen. Listen to what? To Mama Nivedana, to my request. And what is the request? Uh, or what is, mm, yeah, the request is to listen to my story, Vishayi. I am a sense gratifier, Vishayi. Durjana, a bad person. Sada Kamarata, I am always Rata, I'm always dedicated to Kama, to uh, to lust, to material desires. Kichu Nahi Mora Guna. Um, guna here means quality or virtue. Guna can also mean virtue. Um, mora Guna, my, my qualities. Kichu Nahi, there is not at all. There are none. Nahi, not, and kichu, any. Kichu, nahi. Gopinath, amar marasa tumi, tomar chorone, loinu chorono, tomar king koro ami. O Gopinath, you are my only hope. And therefore, I have taken shelter at your lotus feet. I am now your eternal servant. So to me, you, in the familiar form, Amara Barasa, you are my hope. And Tomar Charane, so it's possessive of the familiar form. To me, then Tomar, your, uh, your feet, or at your feet, Loinu Sharana, I take Shelter, sharana, shelter, loinu, I take. Tomar kinkara ami, ami, I am, what am I? Kinkara, I'm a servant. One who asks the question, what to do? Kim koro. Uh, I am your servant, Tomar kinkara. Gopinath kamone shoribe mohe. Najani bakati karme joromati 
korechi shongshara gohore. How will you purify me? Kamone, how? Kamon, you can ask, uh, you can ask people how they are, like, how are you today? You can say, Kamon Achen, Kamon Achen. Achen is the, um, the respect form to be. So how are you? Uh, but Kamone Shodibe More, how will you Shodibe, how will you, future tense, uh, purify me? Najani Bakati. So Bhakati is a stretched out bhakti, adding a syllable for singing. I do not know bhakti. I don't know what is bhakti. Karme joramati. Uh, how does he translate? <clears throat> My mind is absorbed in fruitive work. Uh, in karma, joramati. My dull mind is in uh, karma, porechi shongsharagore. Uh, I've fallen, porechi, or I fall, it's sort of present tense, present, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I am falling, or I fall, shongsharagore, into this perilous, this horrible shongshara, this repetition of birth and death. Gopinath Shokoli Tomar Maya. Should be able to know what that means. Shakali means all. Tomar, we know of you and Maya. So everything is your Maya. Nahi Mama Balu. Gyan Sunir Mala. Swadi Nahe E Kaya. So I have no strength. Gyan su nirmala. I have no knowledge. Um, I'm completely devoid of knowledge. Trans transcendental knowledge. Su nirmala gyan. Okay, so it's nahi is applying to jnana, which is su nirmala, I think is pure. Yeah, transcendental. Swadin nahe e kaya. This body, kaya, um, is not nahe swadin. It's not independent. Gopinat niyata charane stana mage e pamar handia kandia korohe karuna dan. Mm. Oh, Gopinath, this sinner, mm, Pamara, who is weeping and weeping, Kandia, Kandia, begs for an eternal place uh, at your divine feet. Niyata, Charani, Stan. Place, Stan. Please give him your mercy. Koro, he, Karuna. Dan, give him the charity, the dan of karuna, of mercy. Um, Korohe, do, please do it. 
<clears throat> Gopinath It's, it's, uh, out today. Tomar Shakati. So Shakati is stretched out. So your your power, Tomar Shakti, Durjane Tarite, delivered a rhetorical question. So who exists to it? Popular sinful persons and number seven, Yes, Guru Maharaj. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Uh, okay. We can hear you, but your connection is very Okay, low. it's going to be, be tagged back and forth with the internet control over this, I'm sorry to say. Uh, yeah, so it is what it is. The the connection has been better here, so I don't know. Today is special. Guru Maharaj, there was the, su the suggestion that we all turn our screens out. Maybe that helps. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. No, not not we. Just you, Guru Maharaj, because it's oh. your connection there. Uh, it's not related to everyone else because it's connected to the main server. But your yeah, yeah. your bandwidth will be way lower if you switch off the camera. Uh, okay. <laughs> so see you all later. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we get the other internet connection back after a while. Okay. Okay. Well, it's all about hearing, isn't it? We understand spiritual life is about hearing. So we're almost there. Asiya prapancha. Prapancha means the material 
world, uh, the world of five elements, I believe. So, or the, the expansion out of five elements, something like that. And then Lila Koile Subistar. Um, you expand your divine pastimes for the sake of the fallen souls. Jiva Karani, uh, for the sake of the jivas, or for the cause, Karana, uh, the cause of the jivas. Okay, and the final verse, Gopinath, Ami ki doshe doshi asura shakal, shakal, Pailo charana, vinoda takilo boshi. I am so sinful. Uh, here the word dosha, dosha and doshi. So that's interesting. Dosha means fault. And doshi is a person who is faulty, who is full of faults. So I am such a faulty person uh, with faults, I guess you could translate more literally. Um, asura shakal, so all the asuras, pailo charana, pailo is past tense, uh, have have gained, have, have received, have obtained charana, uh, the lotus feet of the Lord. Binod takilo boshi. Now that's kind of fun, uh, interesting because it's a bit of a play on words. We know he's identifying himself. It's typical for the author Bengali uh, songs to sign uh, their songs at the end, not just Bengal. So he's doing that Vinoda, and then Takilo, um, whether he would have been known as Takur at that time, uh, I'm not so sure, maybe not, because I believe he did the Kalyanakalpa Turu in, um, this was his first songbook, I think, uh, um, I want to say 1874, but I don't know. So we know the takilo, and takilo is past tense, to remain, he remained, or I remained. No, it would be third person, takilo, I remained. We know, say that again, we know, he, we know, boshi, boshiya, uh, remains sitting, I guess you could say. <laughs> right, there we go, okay. I have a harmonium here, borrowed. Whoops, from Kishore, Kishore Prabhu and Ananta Sarovara. And we can see if we can sing. Let's do something here. Mm 
Okay, so we're again on in and out. So let's try with video and we'll see what happens. <laughs> We're going to get through this somehow or other. <laughs> <laughs> Shadina 
Bhaktivinoda Thakur is, um, as we've seen before so many times, his songs are very confessional, um, expressing feelings of helplessness, of dependence, of um, lowliness, sinfulness, having no qualification. Uh, and in this song, it's interesting that he's appealing to Gopinath. He's appealing to the Lord of the Gopis. And we understand the Gopis are the most exalted devotees, and Bhaktivinoda is addressing the Lord of these most exalted devotees. So, and he's addressing him as saying, I am the lowest. Um, which to me suggests that uh, if he's giving this as an example, we may recognize ourselves indeed as being so lowly, and still we can address uh, the Lord. Address the Lord uh, in relation to his exalted devotees like this. Okay, I think that sound means that they're finished with preparations for tomorrow. No, he's still around. So, yeah, they have lots of flower arrangements. It's one nice thing about Bengal, even at this time of year, 
<laughs> you can get so many flowers and they smell so nice. <laughs> okay, Hare Krishna. So, what's our topic today? I think we're doing questions and answers still. And I think that um, Odarya Chandrika, you sent me um, a tough one. <laughs> tough ones. The BBT years ago, uh, they commissioned essays by different devotees, including myself, to address uh, tough questions. And then they posted these on their website. I don't know if, I don't think those ever got back after they migrated their website. Anyway, the website was called Tough Ones. Uh, so, Audarya Chandrika, what's your tough question to start things off? Um, Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Uh, this is my humble obeisances and I wish to all devotees. Uh, well, um, the tough, tough question is like I also um, sent it a uh, question to you that uh, in a moment it's uh, in ISKCON, it's um, um, how to say um, situation where many devotees, we are disturbed about what is happening with um, X. Bhaktivedya Purnaswami in the whole situation and uh, definitely um, uh, depend, I, I can say of course for myself that uh, I was very inspired by Maharaj and uh, even um, my way of work which I'm doing now, this psychology part, I take a lot of uh, lectures from him because it helped me to see, to uh, connect things uh, which I'm using that uh, knowledge in my daily work. Uh, and of course, whatever happened was quite shocking uh, also for me because um, uh, I, I don't know how to relate with this uh, because emotions are here. So at the moment, intelligence, my intelligence is a little bit covered uh, because of the emotions. And I don't know what is uh, for my side. I don't know what is the right approach, uh, how to see, how to uh, relate for, to this topic, how to, you know, because uh, of course uh, everybody do does mistakes, but still, um, what is how how can I um, how can I deal with this situation? Not to get involved in any more criticisms. Plus, understanding um, uh, and with the prayers for the, all the victims, of course, and um, somehow also through my work, um, these kind of things. I'm, I would say I'm not only me, but every parents are, are zero tolerate uh, regarding child abuse. And uh, yeah, it was a little bit, you know, because um, how to say, sorry, Guru Maharaj, I'm a little bit because I was not expecting that you will ask me uh, uh, to share the question, but um, um, yeah, that that pretending um, because I mean you know you trust and you believe and uh, everything it's okay and then through the night you get that kind of information it's really uh, shaking your um, faith in uh, in uh, those who gives those kind of knowledge and uh, and then you can hear also there are many supporters uh, many devotees also sannyasis they knew about those. Uh, 
um, abuse and no one like I would say it's not that I know but uh, there's a lot of documents out there in on Facebook and uh, there's one Facebook group uh, Vedic inquiry where you can find a lot of this and it's really proof and um, somehow nothing happened and now after so many years everything came out which is good of course but still who are we here now um, to judge so I would really um, humbly ask you to if you can say something about it so that we I we can relate with this uh, situation in a proper way mm. okay thank you, thank so you. um okay my first point would be that uh, I'm I'm as uh, I'm possibly if not I'm possibly as much confused as everyone else. <laughs> um, but first, maybe we need to uh, give some information for some, some devotees who are present uh, about what we're talking about. Um, and I would say here, we're talking about an immediate, a specific person, and we're also in a specific situation or or number of situations um, but um, there's also of course a broader uh, a broader condition or situation that, um, and maybe we can say something about that as well uh, the immediate situation which kind of it's come to the surface more than once and finally it came way up uh, to the point of mm, a decision being made uh, that um, Bhaktivedya Purna Swami, or some would prefer that we no longer call him Swami, uh, that uh, he has to leave Mayapur and uh, to, to not have any, there are many, many, many restrictions on him, practically speaking. He uh, has to stay away from all uh, ISKCON uh, centers of any kind. Um, I think, as I understand, he, he has to stay away for three-year period and then with the permission of a particular center, he may be able to visit. Uh, let's see, someone has microphone on, echoing. Oh, Darya Chandika, your microphone. Maybe. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, now, why, why is this? Why is this? Why did this happen? Um, it seems that over the years there have been some actions, uh, improper actions, some would say that's a very extremely mild term uh, of, uh, we used to call him Gurukul Swami. He was, he, was, uh, he was the headmaster of the Mayapur Gurukul since, since many years, since decades. Um, and uh, issues came up years ago some restrictions were made and they were, I don't know all the details. It goes back apparently to the early 90s. 
um, that uh, there were concerns about uh, how he was uh, dealing with with uh, the boys in the Gurukul. And there were two issues. One was uh, corporal punishment, that he was punishing the boys, sometimes physically. Um, and um, we're, we are told that he was doing this sometimes very harshly. It's not something I ever saw. Uh, so uh, I can't really comment, but that's the report. Um, and here, let me also be uh, open uh, about myself, because devotees are asking, haven't you been friends with him uh, over the years? Well, uh, yes. Um, close friend? No, uh, I, I wouldn't say that. And I would say that um, I got to know him in the early 90s when I was working on the deity worship book. And he was very much involved in um, developing deity worship. And so um, he, was, um, he was part of a group uh, that we were, we were a kind of committee. I was the chairperson and we were putting together this book the Pancharatra Pradipa. So I was consulting with him. Uh, and yes, I was also staying at the Gurukul, uh, but I was staying in a, my own sort of separate house. They built for me a small uh, bamboo hut. Um, and I saw, as I remember, on two occasions uh, when he gave corporal punishment to uh, two different boys. And uh, I was surprised, um, and I didn't know what to think. And he explained to me that um, it's, he found it to be necessary uh, because of uh, himself being essentially the only uh, senior person ma managing the Gurukul. And he was left with all of these boys to manage, some of whom were extremely unmanageable. Um, and so, and what I observed um, was perhaps he was being very mild in his punishment because I was present. I don't know. Uh, because later reports seem to say that uh, he was much, much harsher, uh, which uh, is what I have difficulty understanding because um, the side of him that I knew was a very gentle person. <laughs> uh, I can only think this would be a case of, maybe some of you know the, the British the English uh, story, I guess, from the 19th century of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's a story about one person who has two personalities, and one of them is a nice 
pious doctor and the other is uh, this monster, terrible person named Mr. Hyde. And uh, yeah, it's a dramatic story. So I'm just saying that um, because this question comes, what was my relation with him? Well, my relation was with Dr. Jekyll, <laughs> so to say. Uh, and I did not see this other side, um, except these two times, which I took from his explanation, yes, and maybe this is how it's Maybe this is how it's done in Bengal, you know. <laughs> that was my naive understanding at the time. Well, later I came to hear that, you know, there were concerns about this and that uh, he had been told to stop and therefore he did stop and that he um, essentially reformed himself with that. Well, then we hear years later uh, that there were other issues, uh, that there were issues of uh, boys in the Gurukul involved in um, some sort of sexual activity with each other, um, and that that was being kept hidden, uh, or it was being somehow, you know, not talked about, uh, that he was being dishonest about this, uh, and so on. And again, I can just say, I'm hearing about these things um, as you are hearing about them, which is, uh, okay, I did hear about some of this earlier, and I understood that at some point um, he was corrected on this, that this but it's not something that I was putting any of my energy into, you know, finding out something more about. I just didn't feel like um, it had anything to do with me. That best would be that I, um, okay, I was ignoring. Uh, so in this way, we can say I may be um implicated sometime uh i can't remember when it was it was fairly early on when the issue of child abuse in iskon came up and it was it was a major issue and uh it may have been at the beginning stages of the creation of the uh child protection office child protection team at some point i was requested uh to to serve as a well at that time they asked me to be what they called a judge that i should serve on some panels or panel that would uh, sort of determine what should or should be done with devotees accused of various sorts of uh, child abuse. Uh, I guess it was, maybe it was early 90s. It's, it's quite a while ago. And I wrote back and I said, um, I said, I'm a brahmachari. And you're asking me to take a role in which I'm going to have to hear 
all kinds of things, uh, which I don't think I should have to hear as a brahmachari. And, um, and that was the end of it. They, they accepted that and uh, they didn't um, pursue further that I should do that. And so I really have um, sort of kept perhaps a naive distance from, from all such things. Um, okay, I don't, I don't know if I have to say more about myself uh, in that regard. But um, okay, so we're still saying something about the situation uh, with, we used to call him Gurukul Swami. Uh, he was, as I said, the the um, the principal, the mass, the uh, headmaster of the of the Gurukul for quite many years, and then uh, he was at some point he was restricted and he was no longer to be in the Gurukul or involved in the Gurukul, and then he was only teaching. Uh, young adults or older adults. And I assumed that uh, the problem was solved. Everything was, you know, everything was okay. Um, and so my, well, again, about myself, my, my friendship, uh, as much as it was, I wouldn't say it was <laughs> ever a close friendship. It was a friendship. It was you know, I would, when I came to Mayapur, I would go and see him and we would chat uh, for an hour maybe about this and that. Um, and that was kind of the extent of it. I also appreciated his, uh, some of his insights. And there were other um, aspects of his ways of seeing the world, which I didn't appreciate. Uh, I didn't feel was necessarily uh, the best way of understanding. Um, at the same time, I think everyone had had a feeling that here was a person with a very sharp intellect who seemed to know a lot uh, and could uh, contribute uh, in positive ways to the community and in certain ways. Um, one thing he always showed, which did make me a bit nervous sometimes, was a kind of uh, overconfidence, a, a sense that he always knew how things should be. He always seemed to know better uh, what was right and so on. So that was a bit of a concern. But I didn't pursue it because... Um, you know, I'm just visiting in Mayapur. <laughs> uh, everyone has their quirks. He's a little overconfident. Somebody else is something else. You know, that's how I felt. Well, uh, everything sort of um, came to the surface again very recently. And why recently? Because apparently it had to do with some activities that were not so recent. Um, has to do, as far as I've, from what I've heard, to, to some somewhat 
complicated um, circumstances of personal relations here in Mayapur, which I don't, I can't look, I can't see the through it. I can't, it, it wouldn't be relevant, I think, even if I knew uh, what, what it was all about. But uh, somehow the issues all just came back up and, uh, and things were said and things were confessed, which pointed uh, very sharply, not only at uh, Gurukul Maharaj, but also at uh, the former headmaster of the girls' school. And, um, and this apparently had some sort of uh, very much uh, sexual implications as well. Details I do not know, and I really don't want to know. Uh, what, I, what I understand is, and now I think we can step back and uh, go to the more general issue. Um, looking at this and also listening uh, to some interviews with devotees who have been concerned about all of this, what I think it's all about is, um, and, and this is not to minimize the harm that's been done uh, to children, but it's to try to understand what, what, why this, uh, this sort of thing has happened. This is not the first time it's happening. It's not the only place it's happening. It's not the only persons involved. Why are, why are these things happening? I think it's, in a way, it's very simple. It's because uh, ISKCON as a society, at least on uh, some level, which is a, a high level, has not really internalized the importance of the protection of children. Simple as that. And why is that? Um, a couple of reasons. Uh, the, the sort of missionizing orientation that we understood uh, from Srila Prabhupada uh, seemed to make first priority in all circumstances um, what we call preaching, with everything else secondary or, or less. Um, and I think contributing to this, uh, this attitude of neglect is the simple fact that Srila Prabhupada was with us for such a short time. He arrived in America in 1960, uh, 60, late 65. His, his mission started in 1966, and he departed the world uh, toward the end of 1977. So effectively, uh, about 11 years he was with us starting up uh, not just, you know, a, a mission, an ashram in some part of America, but starting a world movement, um, literally all over the world. 
he was constantly traveling uh, for practically all of that time. And another point which um, I'm a little hesitant to say this because some will probably think I'm being blasphemous of Srila Prabhupada, but I'll say it anyway because it's what I think. And that is Prabhupada was not himself educated in a gurukul. He went to day schools, he went to uh, public schools. Um, Prabhupada had uh, a lot of ideas for establishing Krishna consciousness. One of them, which was to establish gurukuls, he had a, a certain idea. And I think there was a certain naivete. So the former our, our former uh, headmaster of the Gurukul at Mayapur. Uh, he was a brahmachari. He had zero training. I mean, zero training in, uh, you know, his position. But he was put in that position because, I don't know, he was willing to do it. Uh, he seemed, I guess he showed some enthusiasm for it and so on. So... And this was very much the way the, the whole movement went. Every, everyone was, we were all thrown in the deep end, uh, you know, sink or swim. Here's your service, just do it. Uh, I was put in the position of being a, a, a guru in the same way. Here, now you're a guru. Hare Krishna. So, um, and again, that's not to minimize uh, the, the guilt or the responsibility, but I'm trying to analyze uh, what are factors which make for this culture, uh, which has, um, with which we are struggling and hopefully waking up from. And that, I would say, is the positive side. Uh, this is not the first time uh, of course, we hope and pray it will be the last time, um, but uh, realistically speaking, it may not be the last time. But it does seem to um, be a, a case, however slowly it dragged on, and however unfortunate is, it is uh, that uh, children became victimized. At some point, it was stopped. And it was stopped quite sharply, and it was stopped publicly. And um, I mean, ISKCON has been recognized in the past for its very public recognition of its fault in this regard, and it's been appreciated for this. Uh, it's been contrasted with other uh, religious organizations who have been, you know, doing all they can to hide their failures in this regard. So um, I think we should acknowledge that as well. Um, I'm still trying to process this particular case because um, I, I did have 
you know, some friendship, some appreciation for uh, the person, um, Bhaktivedya Purna. And one interesting point um, has been put forward uh, by Dira Govinda Prabhu, who was the head of the uh, child protection team for six years. And I think it's, um, I found it very uh, meaningful because the, the defense has been made many times uh, and it's been faulted uh, that the defense is made with a quote from Bhagavad Gita, a famous quote from the ninth chapter uh, toward the end, verse 30 or 31, Apichet sudurachara bhajate mam ananyapak sadur eva samantavya samyak, uh, what is samyak uh, pranahito? No, I'll find it. Um, that uh, the someone may be so sinful, but if he is engaged in he or she is engaged in devotional service, that person should be considered saintly. Um, so the point is made that we should not be so hasty to, you know, to to exonerate to let someone off the hook. Um, with this verse, mm, yes, yeah, samyak vyavasito hisaha. Uh, um, so sadur eva, this is okay. So now we're finding it very difficult to find this, to see this person as a sadhu. So the point dear Krishna makes is that from Krishna's perspective, um, for all we know, uh, this person is is very dear to him, and is uh, is a sadhu, and may well be uh, should be regarded uh, in this way, mantavyaha. And however, that does not prevent us from acting in whatever way necessary to. Uh, yeah, to protect the children and possibly to punish. As Dira Govinda put it, it can be the case that someone is sadhu and they should be put in prison for some time. It's not that these two are necessarily opposed. <clears throat> the point being that if... Um, if the culture is one of uh, seeing the necessity of protecting, protecting our children, and not just the children, it's uh, the aged, it's the women, it's children, it's the cows, and we can extend cows means animals really. So those who are vulnerable are to be protected. And we can say that is, um, that is what Dharma is about. And our, our, 
our misunderstanding of our mission, I think, has been to uh, think that we can divorce bhakti from dharma and, um, and therefore not attend to the essential practices of dharma, which are uh, protection, protection of the, of the vulnerable. Um, those are a few thoughts, but maybe you can prompt me uh, something I didn't address. Odaya Chandrika. Um, thank you. Thank you very much, Guru Maharaj. Maybe yes, I can, we can ask devotees if someone or, or, or wants something to add or to, to ask, like Himangi Gopi now, she raised her yeah. question. I will unmute yes. her. Yes. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. My obeisance is all devotees. Thank you so much. I really appreciate a lot that we are uh, also discussing the things in our family as a good things, also not so much good things. I just want to say what I found very useful. So uh, these days just end up this like 16 days of activism against uh, domestic violence and women violence. And also there is a recording with so many wonderful Vaishnavis and Vaishnavas, uh, male and female, addressing these issues. I just this morning, I was listening um, conversation with Uttama uh, Mataji. She's a Prabhupada's disciple from Canada with one devotee who is professionally, like by profession, dealing with this different kind of violence. She's a psychologist. And she was explaining how to recognize psychological violence, emotional violence, physical, sexual is obvious, and then how to prevent in order to not be able to, to not go to like, um, you know, a cure, but first to try to prevent. And I'm just finding very, very valuable to uh, somehow if our um, institution can provide us that kind of education so that we can be able to recognize this different kind of violence and act on time so that we are not in a position to come to these very extreme situations. So we cannot obviously um, stop it, it will happening. But then, uh, yes, that's, that's, that's what I find very important and relevant. And this, this is very, I can also send a link. I have links of these very different classes, how to recognize, mm -hmm. how to react in this situation when, situation when these things are happening. So I, I, I think that I'm also lacking a lot of this kind of education and that I would love to maybe uh, educate myself, especially maybe psychological and emotional, emotional abuse, which is very difficult to recognize. And then she said this, uh, professional psychologist devotee Vaishnavi she said it sometimes it could be like that devotee can uh, be like doing nice sadhana doing different things externally very nicely but be very abusive um, toward um, he, uh, his child and women and then she giving some tips how to recognize it and it's really valuable so I just wanted to share that thank you good thank you so you can share the link yeah. For that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> nowadays we share links. <laughs> Bhakti links. Thank you. Anupama, you have your hand up. Oops, your microphone. 
I've been thinking a lot last two weeks about this Abhijit Sudracharya verse. As um, I remember in our Bhagavad Gita classes, we keep hammering on Shvaparapat's main point of uh, being accidental fall down. And lately mm. we're hearing from different Shvaparapat disciples who are emphasizing um, commentaries of Vishwanatra Kravatita Kur or Jyogosi. And then I wonder, when do we take Shlapapat's purpose as the place for Bhakti Shasti exam? Or um, is it, does it become kind of gray zone? Is Shlapapat's purpose the one for us, or uh, it can be kind of misused for, um, yeah, for different types of justifications? If, for well, example, another emphasizing something else. I guess what you're saying is that Prabhupada's purport is used as a kind of uh, excuse. Is that what you're saying? Or an easy way out? No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that uh, Shlok Prabhupada is very uh, clear in his purport. It has to be accidental, fall down in order to be oh, oh, uh, so the same person. Yes. But, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but according to Vishwanachakrita Kur or other uh, Acharyas, another point is emphasized it that, that verse, not necessary that it has to be accidental. So, yeah. which, yeah, which, yeah. which, then you get into questions, what really constitutes accidental, right? <laughs> oh, it was an accident. Oh, it was an accident again. Oh, it was an accident for the hundredth time. <laughs> um, yeah, but your, your general question is, hmm. You mentioned Bhakti Shastri, so is Prabhupada's purport always the definitive statement on a particular verse, right? Yes. I see Prabhupada's purports, his, his, all of his books, as windows. Like I said, is the paintings, they're windows into the spiritual world. But they're windows uh, that give us also access to statements from others, from, from the, uh, the other acharyas, the earlier, uh, because it's a tradition. It's not, we're not, if we close off to the tradition, I think we have a big problem. At the same time, and we talk about this, or we write about it in the hermeneutics course, um, it's, it's two things. It's a hermeneutic circle. It's um, it's the understanding given from Prabhupada reflecting back to understanding from other acharyas, reflecting back to Srila Prabhupada. So it becomes a kind of circle uh, or, um, yeah, reflecting. Usually the word hermeneutic circle is used. <laughs> um, 
it's a reflective process. I think that's the main thing I want to say. <laughs> and to just stop, you know, the, to say it stops here, Prabhupada says this, and that's all there is to it, may not always work. It may be appropriate, like in this case, there's a condition here which may be important for us to understand, especially in the sort of thing we're talking about here. And we may say, well, yes, other acharyas are not saying it's accident, has to be accidental, um, but this specification, accidental, is important for us to understand how careful we must be with that statement. Did that make any sense? I'm thinking aloud. Um, I think, is that all right, Sanupama? Yes, thank you. <laughs> Uh, Chitra Karani, I think you wanted to say something. Hi. Yes, you're on. Hare Krishna. Okay. Yes, Hare, Hare Krishna. Krishna. Please accept my respectful obeisances, Guru Maharaj. Jai Jai. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Uh, actually, what I'm thinking is from this event, uh, we should, uh, I mean, we can take lessons from this about questioning the structure that we are in. For example, if this event had happened in a mundane school, it's gone always called mundane uh, schooling mm -hmm. system, this wouldn't even go on for a week. But the, the sad thing here is uh, this is going on for such a long time. And here, what we can question is the devotees are losing their uh, uh, intelligence about questioning really what is going on. Because yeah. in we, teaching, we lose our moral compass. Yeah, exactly. I think this is the problem. Uh, Krishna is the intelligence and surrendering is good. But... It, According to our relationship with Krishna, what I understand is Krishna always wants us to do the work, never like surrender, but he always, Krishna always pushes us to learn, to get better, to do our, mm -hmm. you know, duty till the end. Do our homework. <laughs> yes, always, always. So it's not like, oh, I surrender finish Hare Krishna no it's never like this there is always a challenge with which Krishna always puts in front of us this is what I understand in my relate personal relationship with him so this is a good lesson that devotees first of all should question really what is going on and not stopping and closing their intelligence uh, stopping their guts what the super soul is saying to them because mm. there are some from authority is quite closer and the authority in ISKCON is getting radical uh, especially some parts and this creates the problem that um, the devotees are very scared to crit criticize the system because there is always this uh, 
law that don't criticize, don't criticize. No, I mean, <laughs> if it is a critics, which is uh, bringing development, uh, some good for Krishna consciousness, I think uh, positive uh, criticism is always good. So this is a good lesson for everybody, for ISKCON, for GBC, for devotees that we should never stop question uh, of what is going on. Um, so why this happened? This happened because the devotees and the system becoming uh, radical, closing, closing. So the system is not even able to uh, question itself. Mm. This is the problem, I think. Um, it becomes insular, we say in English. I really don't know insular. the word. <laughs> insular means uh, closed off. Yes, yes, we can't even judge ourselves. Even the uh, greatest swamis who are, you know, created this movement is now like, can't do nothing about that. There is a kind of, I don't know, some something is not going. <laughs> there is a problem. And uh, uh, this is how I'm addressing it with my feelings. But <laughs> I don't know if I find the correct words. But it's a lesson. It's a lesson. It's like warning from Krishna. I switch it on and off, thinking that maybe it will work. I think Guru Maharaj uh, lose his connection and probably he will come back. Yeah. I'm back now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you, uh, Chittakar. <clears throat> yes, uh, <clears throat> perhaps, <clears throat> excuse me. I need more water. Mm. This uh, insularity, I think, of course, this is a symptom um, that sociologists find in uh, sort of sects and cults and, you know, various religious movements who who basically think whatever we do is right no matter what we do it because we're doing it it's right and uh, that becomes a big problem and that's why i say i think we 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 tend in this insularity to separate bhakti from dharma and and another thing I was thinking about, um, again, I'm trying to get sort of the bigger picture, what is, what's going on? And again, this will be blasph sound blasphemous. I, I mentioned Prabhupada's 
um, um, you know, what was his own schooling experience. But I think another thing is that the way Srila Prabhupada's mission went, um, as Prabhupada perceived it as necessary to, to make his mission work, was that he uh, he isolated himself from his god brothers, and in this way he isolated all of us from uh, the wider tradition. And I think um, we hate to admit it, but I think we suffer from that, just like a family. If you are um, you know, you may be born in a new in a certain family of father and mother, um, and if you never meet any of your uncles and aunts and grandfather and grandmother, you're deprived. Uh, if you don't feel part of this, you know, bigger tradition, so I think. This is part of what we suffer from. This is part of this insularity, this being enclosed. Uh, and, and a lot of this is studiously done with regard to uh, other uh, branches of the Chaitanya movement and so on. That's a bigger topic, though. Uh, let's see, who's next? Huh? Krishna, I think you explain it so nicely because this is what I was thinking like more than two years. I would like to give one example from Turkish community in Germany. Um, mm. For example, um, after the Second World War, uh, Germany needed work, work, worksman power. Uh, workers. So, workers, yes. So a huge amount of Turkish went to Germany and then mm. they are, they were like the first generation, second generation and what happened is uh, they lost their connection with Turkey but also they couldn't uh, connect with the German culture so a right. kind of uh, a new Turkish group of people have somehow happened right. in Germany that Kreuzberg in Berlin. Yes. When they it's, come to Turkey, they're the not... The third Turkey. largest city in Turkey is Kreuzberg, Berlin. <laughs> okay. And Guru Maharaj, believe me, they are not like Turkish when they come to Turkey. They are strangers. And also in Germany, they are uh, like Germans. Yeah, yeah. So actually, you put it in a very nice way. When we are in India, we are not Hindus. When we are in uh, uh, here in Europe, uh, we are not also like the devotees is not like normal guys. <laughs> so it's like, it, it's this, this is a strange <laughs> group of people. Are, somehow, I think the devotees should connect with the outer world, with other people, with, with other Hindus, and with also with... Uh, normal people it's we are isolate isolating ourselves too much um i think this is creating all this problem so we stop our logic making logic reasoning and things like this thank you Hare krishna 
<laughs> yeah, thank you. That's a bigger topic. Uh, Kavi Chandra, are you next? Or Rasadadi Hari, are you next? I don't know. I think Rasadadi Hari was first. Yes, I, I agree. Okay. Dandwal Pranam Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. I will be quick, a uh, few points only. I guess uh, it is a high time that Swamis do not have anything with Gurukula and Iskon. I guess we should come to this conclusion. Yeah, yeah. actually, traditionally, Gurukuls were run by householders. Yeah. Another thing is that you were you were talking about your relationship with him, and I saw from Indra Swami and Hridananda Maharaj from Bibi Govinda Swami about, you know, they explained, apologized, and so on. And some devotees, you know, they're not, um, you know, they say, they say you are washing your hands, you know, you were friends, and so yeah. on. But I think that only Man Mayapur management, and we know that in Mayapur, everyone knows everything, you know, there was going on. They maybe knew it, not, you know, others who were, you know, thousands miles away and uh, even if they are close friends you know not that uh, gurukul swami would come and say you know i beat them and i have you know illicit this and that you know not in that sense i think the devotees are in some say in some sense overreacting and they are saying they should not initiate anymore whoever knew you know about this and like this i think it, that's also another 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 way, another going another way, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, but it's it's expressing a lot of anger. And we want to recognize what is, you know, what is that anger? Where is that coming from? Why is that? Yeah. That's uh so that's okay. Um, but yes, <laughs> all the devotees who made their statements. Um, got you know got tomatoes thrown at them basically, yeah, <laughs> rotten tomatoes. <laughs> so, so I didn't write any statements because <laughs> I thought, what's the point of that? <laughs> uh, my understanding was that they just wanted to really uh, know that everyone know that they are really appreciating. Uh, what uh, this child protection office did, and they are really in, would like to support, you know, those who were yeah. abused. So, yeah, they. I I think we should give them the benefit of the doubt. Well, one of the problems with our insular culture is then we go into scapegoat mode. Uh, scapegoat is from ancient Hebrew times uh, one goat uh, would be uh, would be killed uh, you know the whole the whole village would go against this one person just because there was a dynamic somebody needs to somebody needs to be punished yeah. for we don't know why but they're getting out all their feelings of their own faults by uh, blaming someone. And only this point about accidental 930, 
just I, I i guess you are aware but uh, most of the devotees do not believe you know that if something is repeating for a long right. time it's ex accidental they say how can this be accidental that's yeah anyway. well something that's that is far from being worked out i was just talking with uh pancharatna prabhu my god brother here in mayapur yesterday and he's on the constitution committee of uh, they've been working for years and decades trying to make a constitution <laughs> still don't have it and he said the area uh, within this constitutional uh, writing that's the most difficult is uh, the area of justice it's just extreme extremely difficult to understand how it should work in a society in a society of devotees um that was his comment and i can well imagine anyway that's all good thank you uh kavi chandra yes Hare krishna thank you for giving me the, uh space it's hard to uh, to collect my thoughts as as i am uh, translating at the same time uh, so thank you very much for bringing this uh, topic because i was thinking about this very intensely of course i was very upset when it everything it ha when it happens and uh, and and uh, thank you thank you for all those thoughts uh, most of things I was thinking about are, are expressed already by, by devotees, especially by Chitra Karuni Mataji. And, uh, but one thing that uh, made, made uh, my friend who is, uh, uh, who is counselor, who, who is therapist, I mean, I'm mean psychotherapist, and who deals with such things, uh, what he noticed and uh, that there is big discussion uh, whether who was guilty for this uh, and how we should uh, improve our system that is uh, corrupted etc etc and and how to punish uh, uh, you know this this goat that needs to be punished and this should be done of course but one thing that should be done and we need to to look at this because what happens created a big trauma in many people this is trauma for us but just imagine how big is this trauma for for uh, those kids and adults nowadays the, the the those are adults and and now they need to treat with uh, with uh, the way of thinking or th with thinking that they uh, they uh, lives are destroyed or are you know yeah, they 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 they're completely puzzled by 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 those things because we are puzzled when, when we hear, hear about it but just imagine how much uh how much uh, the the life of people who are abused is destroyed and now we don't need only make improvements in our system but now we need to uh, help those people and i think we should uh, now 
uh, now take care of them and uh, and heal the situation first of all so we need uh, healing uh, here and uh, and there are many ways we can do we can do uh, we can yes many ways and and when I uh, when I heard your last comments about justice uh, I just uh, just remembered that there is different kind of justice uh, that we use than than the justice we used to know yes the justice that is based on rules okay for example we can think okay something happened so probably we we have uh not proper rules so we need to in uh we need to find new rules and uh, be more strict in in proceed in proceeding uh, in in uh, enforcing those rules but there is different there is other kind of justice uh, that involves this healing uh, side this is called restorative justice mm. it means it means uh, there must be there must be uh, there must be people who knows how to uh, how to uh, help all victims and people that are involved how to face with the, with the trauma how to uh, and there are different things that are needed, uh, and there must be a proper order of things that that we need. Uh, and at the very end, there is uh, there is uh, just forgot the the word. I just uh, where we need. Uh, to forgive somebody this is at the very end but first yeah. we need to go through different stages of of the process yeah and uh and first yeah and and just yeah just for me it's important to uh to deal with those people because now now victims like are like you know in their own uh bubble you know like we are discussing here outside of this uh because we have some emotions and how to deal with those emotions but there is a bubble of people that uh, face extremely uh ex extremes of emotions and and our consent should be uh directed toward them so we can like give some money for them instead to giving money for, for some ISCON projects, you know, because ISCON is focused on different projects. Okay, we have nice projects, we need to give money them. But what about people, you know? Mm -hmm. So when we care of people, when we take care of people, uh, then we have to give uh, our energy to those people. You know, like, mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, like in, in case of kids. Uh, when I when when we take care of kids, then we give a lot of energy, money, whatever we have to to kids. But but uh, what we saw uh, in in especially in eighties, when kids were so neglected uh, in Iskon, because yeah, of course at that time that time the mission was so important that kids were were so neglected neglected 
that uh, that some of them were even eating from the floor directly like from from newspapers because there were no plates for kids you know <laughs> and when when my when my sister heard about this from uh, from devotees that came to germany from the united states uh, and were talking about those things to heal those things you know in our society then my my sister left iscon you know she was so much involved but when she heard about this she just literally she 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 told me no this is too much for me mm. and uh, and uh, there was a big lessons at that time and we go again through this lesson maybe it's not so bad because we did so much in in this area and kids are not so much neglected as as it was in in uh, in earlier times but still we have so much to do on this in this area so for me i just for example when i when i heard about what happened with uh, uh, about the situation I, I thought why i gave money to uh, to build the temple so i i would like to say now what what those brahmanas told uh, uh, in krishna book to mm -hmm. hell to our you know education to hell <laughs> uh, to hell to uh, our with with our you know uh, status etc so i would say why i should give money to uh, to give better life to uh, to our next generations uh, to, to our people so yeah uh, for now thank you I like to express. yeah this uh, I think there's a major uh, an important word you use is healing and um, the, there is a process for healing as you said uh, we can learn what that process is we can apply it uh, it can be done it can actually help uh, so there's protection and then when uh, somehow or other protection fails, despite everyone's best efforts, uh, then there has to be healing. And uh, on the deepest level, what is needed to be healed is uh, trust. And that's very difficult. It's very difficult. I say the, the cracked, the cracked, um, porcelain plate you can glue it together but yeah there's always going to be that crack there thank you um who was next there's Goramitra there's Dira Lalita Sorry, Guru Maharaj, I was unmute. Um, Guru Mitra Prabhu, yes. And if, uh, because of the time, maybe yeah. if you allow that we can continue next time and maybe devotees can send yeah. a question on email, I will send, I will post it on the chat. And mm -hmm. yeah, so I will unmute um, uh, Guru Mitra Prabhu. Okay. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please. Oh, bad connection. I think in the Amish community, if it's something 
there in community, they always talking between uh, the members of community. They never ask for advice uh, from the Can you hear me, Guru Maharaj? It seems my internet is. Do you hear? Do others hear? I, I, no, it's we cannot hard. hear him. We cannot no. hear him. Yes, same here. Yeah, actually, my question in these situations, similar like this, it's probably will be happen. Should we accept the advices from the uh, experts from outside that there is not in ISKCON, there is not have a connection with the ISKCON? Like uh, different therapies, different experts in different areas about the, the violent psychology and different areas. Yeah, one time Srila Prabhupada was uh, talking with one of my godbrothers who wanted to, he wanted to learn Ayurveda at the time. And Prabhupada was not keen for him to do that. Uh, and so, but uh, the the comment he made, I found very valuable in many ways, with regard to medical uh, needs, um, whether modern Western medicine or whether Ayurveda or whether Chinese traditional or whatever, and. Here, the point is, I think it can be extended to um, psychological services. Prophet said, whatever works, whatever works. <laughs> he, was, he was very practical. If, you know, modern so-called allopathic medicine works, use it. If Ayurveda works, use that. Uh, if something else, if a psychologist can help uh, so that you can um, overcome some troubles uh, so that you can focus again on devotional service, that's good, whatever works. Uh, I think the only trouble may be when you make that particular process of healing into a kind of religion of its own. And that's what some people do, and that's not what we want. Okay, uh, very briefly, Dira Lalita. And we have lots of comments um, <laughs> in the chat. Sita Sundari is uh, and Brinda Pati and mm. but go ahead dear Lalita. Hi Krishna there's a second hundred basis and all all the family um to family. Well I just want to say thank you for um um being with us in this sort of finding out about this um, unfortunate news. And I really appreciate that you're discussing it with us. Even though this is for me personally, or probably for everyone else, a very heavy topic. On one side, we have a 
uh, Maharaj, who is maybe not Maharaj anymore, who sort of put I don't know 40 years service. Um, and on the other hand, we have our children who are very, um, we won't be able to live normal lives at the end of their lives. And um, what I found in our ISCON um, that we don't have proper, um, when, when, when somebody becomes a teacher in our Gorkulas, we don't have proper investigation of the person, a person is capable of carrying that out. And I found um, when me working in Gurukul as well, in a lecture in America for a short time, found out that um, apart from being a teacher, one has to be a parent as well. And if a person is not stable mentally, um, and a person isn't content himself, it doesn't come from, right, let's say um, a good family, good family meaning sort of balanced family, that person will sooner or later show those faults um, and they will reflect on bringing up the children. I'm, I'm talking about um, my own faults and bringing up my own child. You know, um, obviously nobody is perfect, but then I was thinking maybe, I hope this is not offensive what I'm gonna say, but why should Gurukulis exist if we don't have, um, you know, um, actually um, necessary elements which are very, very uh, needed for safety and safeguarding of the children, apart from teaching and apart from being their parents as well at the same time. Why can't we put that together first and then open a Gurukula? Mm. Children would know that they're, they're safe and parents will know that children are safe. Um, mm. I, I don't know why is that. And, uh, and also, um, I did um, have a sort of, I don't know, I felt honored. Um, it's very emotional for me, actually, because um, <clears throat> in a Gurukula in um, Alachua, there were Gurukula girls, Vaishnava Academy for Girls, from 12 to 18 years old. Um, about six of the girls have confined things in me. Um, confidential that I'll probably take to my grave. Um, and so they were already between 16, 17 years old. They actually begged me not even to tell their parents. I, know, I only told them if you're threatening yourself, your life, then I will have to talk to your parents, but they haven't. And luckily they're carrying on with their lives um, about the actual abuse that happened in the community to them. And um, and I think the safeguarding, me as a teacher, let's say as a professional, I am a teacher now more than 30 years. Um, we have regular safeguarding courses very much connected to psychology and how to safeguard the children, how to spot a child that needs more care. And that should be you know, checked. Like here in England, if one wants to become a teacher, uh, you have to check by the police. <laughs> uh, you have to send your documents there, and you know, and then you have to have um, safeguarding courses passed, and um, you know, they have to be tested in order to actually uh, 
um, teach a child what, what to talk being in a boarding school where you have to be actually a parent. And if somebody doesn't know how to be a parent, which none of us did, I don't think, I've, I didn't go to school before I gave birth to my daughter. <laughs> but I could see from my parents, from, from extended family, how a child is, is supposed to be uh, brought up. But I think in our society, as Hemanki Gopi also suggested, we need to be educated before we take on um, like destinies and of lives of the children, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very, uh, that responsibility is so high that it's mind-blowing how high that is. I <laughs> think the awareness should be, should be raised. And uh, thank you so much, Gurmaj, for letting me speak a little bit and all this valuable of your um, um, inputs that we should be part of a larger society. Mm -hmm. I think. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, our time is up. Just a couple of points. It seems like um, there's a lot that we want to talk about. I was just seeing uh, Aruna Daishi. I think she would have a lot to say about this from her long experience in the Avanti schools. Maybe next time, if you want uh, to say something, but not this time. And uh, I wanted to say that mm, two things, one very immediate and practical and having to do with the school here, the, the Gurukul. I happen to know that uh, three or four days ago, they had meetings about the Gurukul here. What are we going to change uh, considering all that's happened? And I was told, um, one change they made is that there will no longer be any children staying at the school overnight who are under 16 years old. They will all be going home uh, every afternoon, uh, you know, four or five o'clock. Uh, so that's, you know, a very practical thing that they decided. And the other thing I wanted to say more generally for all of us, when we hear these things, our faith is, uh, it may be shaken. And um, what do we do then? What we, can, we can look around us and try to understand and see uh, things in terms of externals, or uh, we can go deeper within. And I think with this sort of thing for ourselves, in addition to or as the root for all considerations of what should be done, what should not be done, what should be thought, and so on, uh, is just to uh, know that the reservoir of our faith in Krishna, it's going to be within us. And, you know, there is... Um, Truth has not changed of Krishna's teachings in Bhagavad Gita, the teachings of our Shastras. It's all there, and uh, it's all a wellspring that we can uh, take shelter of. Whatever is going on or not going on around us. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say for now. So thank you all for joining from 
all the way, all the way from Florianopolis, Brazil, <laughs> Ananda Lila and Gorachandra, <laughs> and all of you in Europe. Oh, yes, Vrindapati, I think you also have things you want to say next time, okay? Thank you. And, uh, and maybe Sita Sundari wants to say things next time. She was making some comments to me. Um, but in any case, I do want to wish you all a wonderful week uh, to stay shanti and to stay sane and to chant and be happy. And Gaur Premande Haribo. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Anantakoti Vaishnavrinda ki jai. 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 Jai.